0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 34 of Res Hockey. I'm Trav, as always, and with me is yeah, Bush. What's up, Bushed. Bush?
1: Bush,
0: Bush um, I'm the okay. Ditcher. <laughs> I got a new nickname for him. I'm going to call him the Ditcher. <laughs> no. And the reason I'm going to call him the Ditcher is Friday night, he invited me to uh, skate with his old-timers team. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll play. He asked me last week, during the week. So come Friday, I told him I'll still play. Uh, The game was at 10 o'clock. So I'm home. I had to leave Anna's game early because I didn't want to miss my ride. But Bush fucking forgot to pick me up. (laughs) a lot going on. He's usually around my place around quarter after nine. So I had my hockey bag ready, my sticks <laughs> ready in the porch. Come 9 30. I was like, uh, I don't think this fucking guy's picking me <laughs> up, man. I was like, ah, oh, never mind, I won't go. It's this
1: fucking guy doesn't even pick oh, me up. My my I'm sorry. And that's why you guys lost. See, it's kind <laughs> of like when you when you tell someone you're gonna play with them. And then all of a sudden, you change your mind and you play with a different team. I don't know anybody that does that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a <laughs> jump shipper. <laughs> <laughs> so, I ended up eating my Little Caesars pizza. and just Little Caesars? Yeah, because I didn't eat supper because oh, okay. Anna's game was at 7.30 and I was too... We were too lazy to cook, so I was like, "I'll just pick up a pizza later. Right, and I'll eat it after hockey." But since I was got ditched and <laughs> I get picked up, I was like, "I'll just eat my pizza and watch TV." So there you go. That was my Friday night. So that's why I'm calling Bush the Ditcher. <laughs> so,
1: so what are you up to? How was your weekend? Ah, uh, you know what? It wasn't the greatest today,
0: but it was oh, good.
1: No yeah. others, the others, they played really well. Not too good. Did
0: you see Mike Smith? He played shitty again. Again, (laughs) He can't play the puck, that guy. I know. He He tried to throw it up the middle, and it got picked up in the third period. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan Bear played really good, though. He did. He did. He probably had that extra shoulder. Yeah, that extra kick, just to beat those guys. So, Mm -hmm. good for Ethan to yeah beat the Oilers. So, yeah. Our guest for episode 34, he's from Batchewana First Nations, which is just outside Sioux St. Marie, Ontario, is Mr. Gary Roach. Gary, Gary Roach. played for his hometown Sioux Greyhounds, uh, North Bay Centennials. He was drafted by the New York Rangers back in 90, 93, I think it was, Ooh. in the first round. He had a good pro career. Played in the East Coast League, American League, and United League. So, probably one of the best players that I've skated with and played against. So, uh, yeah, I, I shot him a message and asked him if he wanted to come on the show. He agreed. So, another great former great hockey player on the show, which, which uh, is why we're making these, doing these podcasts for yep. you guys. To have uh, good guests like these and share their stories. Okay, we'll go for because of the week now. Because of the week for episode 32 is Mr. Amos Papompe Kijik. He's, uh, Amos is currently playing for, is he playing? He's playing out in Saskatoon (laughs) for the, damn it, I had it all. (laughs) Watch. The Indigenous Sports Academy out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Amos is uh, the Indigenous Sports Academy is a U18 uh, team that goes around the, the country playing in different tournaments, which is which is cool to see. It's good to see a First Nation uh, organization doing that with the young kids. So, yeah, Amos is from Shoal Lake 39. I've known Amos for... A long time. I've coached him for a number of years. Great kid. He's a true leader. Um, he's the captain of his his team. So thanks, to Amos, for all the support and good luck for the rest of your season.
1: Good luck. Shoutouts. Do you have any shoutouts this week? Uh, no, my list is blank for this week.
0: I have a couple. I'll okay, give that's uh, a shout-out nice for Thailand, Eiserhoff and Bruce Archibald. They're both from Cochrane, Ontario, and they played their first games with the Co- Cochrane Crunch of the Northern Ontario Junior League. So congrats, boys, on the big accomplishments on playing junior. Um, Keep skating hard, keep working hard, and hopefully yeah. you're, you'll have a good rest of the season. They both got called up, so that's, that's huge. Just shows you that they're working hard. So uh, congrats on uh, being called up to the big junior league level, guys. And big shout-out to Tyson Lavallee. Uh, He's a friend of the show, and he and his wife are doing a podcast called Smoothie With Our Kids. Um, Okay. Give them a follow on Instagram. That's where we follow them on Instagram. Smoothie with our kids. So it's always good to support each other in these endeavors and stuff like that. The podcast is about a family of six where we share our favorite smoothie recipes, try new recipes and talk about everything from movies to fussy eaters. Mm. So fussy good luck. Eaters. Yeah. Good luck. Ty. And, um don't forget to go to the Instagram page and give them a like and a follow.
1: Are you a smoothies guy? I, I delve in this I delve in the old smoothie once in a while. Do more in put, the summer.
0: More in the summer? Do you put like yeah. spinach and like the healthy stuff in there and <laughs> green stuff? No,
1: nah, I, I just it... I lean more towards a shake than anything. I uh, just protein. Just all fruit? All frozen fruit, some protein powder, and I usually make it with whatever milk I have on hand. Sometimes almond milk, sometimes regular two percent milk. What about carnation milk? I haven't tried it yet.
0: No, <laughs> just already. I got carnation milk. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not, yeah, I'll I'll make it. I mean, I'll have a smoothie if it's made for me. Yeah. Like, I won't go out of my way to make a smoothie. Oh no. So but if someone buys it buys one for me, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a smoothie. <laughs> <coughs> Do you put ice cream in smoothies, or is that more of a milkshake. That, that'd be more a milkshake than anything. Hmm. So a milkshake and a smoothie are pretty much the same without the ice cream, right? Uh, probably. Eh, sounds about right. So yeah. Smoothie with our kids. So give them a follow. Tell them that we sent you. And you'll yeah, get a did. free gift. So uh, let's talk about Ethan Bear.
1: Let's do. Uh Ethan First Derrick. off, uh, congrats to him. And on, on that note, he found his new stride, and uh, it looks like he, he he's he's loved playing the game again. Yeah, he
0: has that uh, that look on his face that he's
1: yeah. happy where he is, and and that his team and community likes him and wants him be wants him there. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, because uninterrupted came out with a a video an interview of of ethan and they talked about how he was blamed for that game tying goal in the playoffs and how the the fans of everton and his teammates kind of just threw him under the bus yeah that's that's messed up eh? like fucking i don't know i think of Connor mcdavid different now true like real you're yeah Connor mcdavid's the captain he's supposed to Help your teammate out, help your teammates out no matter what, and mm-hmm. go to bat for them. And fuck, what the fuck did he do? <coughs> so, for sure, for sure. Now, I don't like the go. Edmonton Oilers. Fuck, man. Just why would you do that to your own team? Just better. Eh, yeah, in a way, because he kind of treated them like shit, man. Yeah. Like Ethan Baird didn't even go to his team. Like his team party at the end of the year party. I wouldn't either. Yeah. So. I would just go there. Take a big shit in the bathroom and not flush the toilet and just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Or just throw (laughs) a couple of rolls of toilet paper in the. In the the crapper and flush and just flood all the toilets.
1: It's like, here, (laughs) here you go, guys. You Thanks guys crapped nothing. on me. Here you go.
0: I crap on you. So. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, get a chance, haven't watched it yet, just go over yeah. to Facebook or Twitter and uh, and watch it. I think we shared it on our yeah Facebook page. So. and if you're a captain or a leader on the team, don't treat your teammates like that. They're a part, they're a part of the family, they're part of the team. So even if a kid messes up, kids are Kids will mess up and make mistakes in the game. Yeah, they will, and they're going to. So, treat them as family still, no matter what. What else? MJHL, the Manitoba right. Junior Hockey League. Um, there was a racial, uh, what do you call it? Racial Just, gesture. Gesture towards a yeah. player from Wolverines. No, it was uh, towards the team. Towards That's the it. team, yeah so that kid i don't i don't want to name his name uh no. from the dolphin kings has been suspended mm-hmm. a minimum of 18 games 11 regular season and seven playoffs uh the kid has apology to the player and the wolverines organization has been accepted so it's the good thing to do accept it and move on right? accepted, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to be bitter and have that negative tension on your team because it's going to be like a dark cloud right you want to Mm-hmm. Forgive and forget and move on and move forward and that uh, takes a lot of uh, a lot of guts to accept an apology like that. So it's good he started his process of reconciliation yep. reconciliation, which will include further anti racism and cultural sense sensitivity training. So good for that kid. I hope he learned a lot of stuff and opens his opens his eyes and his. Heart and his mind, so uh, that was that. But yeah, That's
1: shouldn't have to come to that, though. Yeah, true. Like, oh, you know, like I said, I wonder if he's really sorry for it, if he's or if he just prepared that. St- if he just read a prepared statement. Yeah, hopefully. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he goes through the motions, and
0: I'm sure someone will say something to him on the ice. Yeah, wherever he plays, because I think is he's twenty. 21, so his junior career is done. Yeah. So, did you uh watch that outdoor game last night between Tampa Bay and Nashville?
1: I'm not a big fan, you know what? Are you uh, those games, guy? Yeah, there's been, too many, it's been diluted too much. It's been uh, it's been it's, it's too diluted. Like, it's they have so they, I think I'm just bitter because. They can go watch a sporting event and we can't still.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause like Look, everywhere is fifty percent
1: mask free. Capacity, yeah. Yeah. And here we are stuck in. I don't know. Maybe I'm better. But no, I, I don't know. As far as over over I went and saw uh, an, an outdoors game 2016, which is really, really cool. Well, there's, so there's how many there's and jets.
0: There's been Minnesota, St. Louis. Then the one yesterday, Tampa Bay, yeah, Nashville. Then there's going to be Toronto, Buffalo. Is that it? There's three outdoor games.
1: Uh, I, I think there's. I think that's two too many. Yeah, they'll, they should they'll, just they'll have, have one, 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 uh, one outdoor. Game. Was there one New Year's Eve this year? I think
0: that was the Minnesota St. Louis one. Oh right, and that wasn't too bad, but that was freezing. It was like minus yeah. 30.
1: <laughs> I know. The guy they showed pictures on Instagram where. Uh, people that are enjoying uh nice cold beverages it's couldn't like enjoy the cold beer, beverages cuz it was all slushy. it was all slushy
0: it was cool though like uh tampa bay lightning they were all dressed up in like a canadian tuxedo yeah so and nashville had like that grunge look the yeah. leather jacket <laughs> the black jeans the the black leather
1: boots what kind of boots are those called again uh Black leather boots, yeah. Sorrell's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorrell's. <else. Shit.
0: laughs> I'm gonna Google black leather Doc Martens.
1: Oh, yeah, just
0: way off. Sorrell's, <laughs> they it's cool to dress up. And so, I, I didn't watch it, I watched uh, the Toronto Detroit game. Holy shit, 17 goals? <laughs> that's crazy, man. And Oilers can only score one. Waiting oh, for that. Yeah, with the top two players in the, in the league, and they score one goal. Marner had six points. Bunting from uh, White Dog First Nation. Yeah. He got five <laughs> points. <laughs> so that's good to see him. Uh Do yep. you like high-scoring games like that? Yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. What are you eating? Pez. Pez. Are you a pez mm-hmm. collector? No. Those are, uh, some of those are like really collectible, eh? like worth a lot of money. Yep. I can't wait till we go to uh, Evelith this week. I'm going go to go to Target and buy some like collectible toys. Some stuff. pez. Some pez. I've been collecting <laughs> like, uh, The 1966 Batman toys, McFarlane. Star Wars toys. That's you know what them it's they're so hard, they're expensive and they're so hard to try to get a hold of. Like I go to Walmart here in town and they don't have like the good Star Wars toys. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to going to Target and Walmart.
1: Looking forward to going to play hockey.
0: And wild buffalo wings. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. We leave on Friday. Friday morning, probably. Yeah, I still have to call for that COVID test. Yeah. Did
1: you call yet? No. Because you said you were going to call. Yeah, I'll call. I'll call tomorrow. You call tomorrow. I don't think it'll be that hard to get in. No. Hmm. What do you think about...
0: Like all the cross cross-checking that's been happening in this year. Do you notice that a lot of guys use their sticks to cross-check more now than ever? Yeah. I watched that Pittsburgh game last night and there was a lot of cross-checking. <laughs> like lots. It was crazy. Like, if you had a do you think every team needs an enforcer
1: again to bring back their yes. enforcer? Yeah, I think so. Cause uh That's all. <laughs> would you like
0: if he got if Edmonton had a chance to get Tim Wilson or like a Ryan Reeves,
1: should they? Yeah, they should. Well, they got they got they got they had Zach Kassian, but he's hurt. Yeah, but I mean, he was somebody, right? Though.
0: Yeah.
1: You see, he he kind of he made you think twice, like that. You know, he was gonna fight. He probably won't beat you up, but you know, he's, you're gonna fight him.
0: Yeah. Is uh? Do you? Would you put Wayne Simmons in that category of Tim Wilson and Ryan
1: Reeves? For, for better, Reeves? I mean, he's he's more skilled than uh, he'll 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 do his job. But he's not as dirty as he's not notorious like Tim Wilson or uh, or PK Sluiven. ban, yeah, he hasn't <laughs> slew foot anyone lately. Do you see what he fucking did against Chicago? No, guy was going on open net, uh, empty net. Clear cut goal and and uh, PK slashed his, his skates out <laughs> underneath him. I probably I would have did the same thing. <laughs> of course he would have.
0: Right in the back, right in the calf, <laughs> lumberjack. Yeah. Make him think twice if you're gonna. No goal is an easy goal, so make him think twice next time. <laughs> He'll probably just ice the puck. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something I do. <laughs> yeah, I admit. All right, we just want to send out a quick congratulations to Connor Roulette of the Seattle yes. Thunderbirds of the WHL for scoring his 100th point and the dub. I think he ha- would have had way more mm-hmm. if if he would have played a full season last year. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a he's a playmaker. So you. Congrats on that big accomplishment. So it's good to see Connor having a good year with Seattle. And another congrats to Zach Whitecloud for playing his 100th game in the yeah. show. That's that a big cool. accomplishment considering he wasn't drafted. He was signed mm-hmm. out of college. Bemidji State, your alma mater. My, oh, <laughs> So it's good to see you, man. This is a yeah. lot of hard work, dedication, and it's uh, he's getting rewarded playing 100 games in the show. So congrats to Zach. With that being said, we'll uh, yeah, let's, let's head, mosey on over, mosey on over, and uh, go to our interview with Mr. Gary Roach. Let's go, let's go. Hey guys, we are joined for episode 34 of Rez Hockey. We're joined by special guest from Batchewan First Nation, which is just outside Sioux, Ontario. We'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Gary Roach. Welcome to the show, Gary. Thank you, Trevor. Nice to be here. So, uh, what are you up to these days? Are you, uh, are you still skating?
2: Uh, I don't skate too much anymore. My my body's a little bit beat up from from over the years, and um, but uh, more so just a uh, just a fan and and a, and a hockey dad, um, trucking my my son around <laughs> Northern Ontario.
0: <clears throat> uh, you played junior for the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, how was it playing junior for your hometown?
2: Ah, uh, for for me. Um, you know, I was a young kid. Um, I came right out of Bantam hockey, never played uh, uh, midget hockey at all. Um, I was fortunate because when the Sioux Grails drafted me, um, I had, uh, Teddy Nolan was the coach at the time. So he's in the neighboring uh, First Nation to, to my First Nation. And um, so that you know, gave me a little bit of comfort there um joining making the jump to the OHL and um you know it it was good uh it was great for me to have him there because uh obviously the ties you know he he knows my background and and as a young kid coming coming into the league. The Greyhounds won a Memorial Cup
0: while you were there. How was that experience?
2: Uh for me, it, it was it was uh, again, you know, being being you know a local kid playing in front of family and friends. Uh, my first year in the league, um, I was on uh, on the second of three consecutive Memorial Cup teams uh, for the Sioux Greyhounds, and uh, my my second year, we lost in the finals uh, in the dying seconds to to Kamloops with 14 seconds left. So, um, you know, I got, an, I got a good opportunity to watch, you know, some of the older guys and how they carried themselves and, and um, what needed to be, um, the work that needed to be put in, I guess. Um, so when it came around this, my second year, you know, that, that third third year, I was I you know we were really prepared because we had uh, we had uh, I think 9 or 10 guys that went to three that was their third consecutive memorial cup that they were at um and it's you know to to be a host team um it was it was something really really special for for myself um you know I had a lot of family a lot of friends in in the building as well as watching on TV so um again, you know, a, a young kid it was my second year in the league and um, to be able to contribute and and play a regular shift and and you know some specialty teams and stuff like that it it was obviously a great uh great moment for for me and my family.
0: You mentioned Ted Nolan earlier. Um how big of an of an influence was Ted in your <clears throat> hockey career?
2: Um, Teddy was a, you know, he was he was a, a pretty big influence. Uh, obviously, you know, a young native kid, um, you know, being able to play for him, and you know, um, him, you know, go through and and tell you some of uh, the things that he went through, and you know, during his journey, and you know, to through the minors and and playing in the NHL and. It, it it was great. It was a great transition for me. Um, he was he you know he was obviously one of the top junior coaches at the time. Um, he was a great motivator. Um, I I had a lot of a uh, lot of fun playing for him. And uh, he was he was a great coach. He was he was lights out. He was a player's coach. He knew how to push our buttons. Um, I can't say enough about him.
0: You finished your junior career with the North base at How was it getting traded from, from the Sioux?
2: Well, uh, you know, my first three years, uh, like I said, my first two years, we went to the Memorial Cup. My third year we lost in, I believe it was the conference finals. My last year, uh, we didn't have a strong team, so I was approached by the team near the deadline, and and was at, asked if I was you know if I wanted to play my career out uh, and finish a greyhound or, or if I wanted to uh, maybe get traded to a contender. Um, so I, you know I, I really appreciated uh, you know the GM Dave Mavel at the time approaching myself and um, giving me that option, and of course when you're you're on you know, three pretty successful teams and, and you're struggling that next year, um, you really wanna win. So at the time I gave them a list of, uh, if I remember here, I gave them a list of three teams to that I would go to and um, they were able to trade me to to one of those teams, which was North Bay. Um, so it, it wasn't a big shock to me um, at the time because You know, there was some, I guess, some teams that were calling for me from my understanding. And um, they kind of left it up to me whether I wanted to to play out my year here or or move on. And uh, I chose to move on just because of that hunger uh, to win. Um, So, you know, being a 19-year-old moving away, um, it wasn't that big of uh, an adjustment for me. I played in the in in the league for three and a half years, and um, it it was good for me actually, because i I you know I lived at home uh, up until then. so a young kid, uh, you know, 19, move away. Um, North Bay was a great experience. Uh, they had a really strong team. Um, the unfortunate side of it was um, there, I believe there was like eight or ten of us that got the mumps that year. And I remember waking up and it was the first, uh, it was the, our, the morning of our first game in the playoffs. And, uh, I go to the, you know, I get up, I go to the washroom, I'm washing my face, I splash water on my face. I look in the mirror and my neck was so swollen and I was like, what the heck is going on here? And sure enough, I, I had the mumps. So I think I, uh, I was able to, uh, Uh, I was able to play two games I think in the playoffs for them and we ended up losing out Uh, some of our top players uh, unfortunately got caught the bumps that year and uh, so my playoff run was uh, short-lived there in North Bay but we had a great group of guys there
0: in 93 you were drafted by the New York Rangers in the fifth round how was it getting drafted to the show
2: uh it was I, it was again for for me you know it was it was a great experience um you know we we had a good team so you know we had a few games on back then it was on TSN it's it's not like today where there there's a uh, a weekly game or or what have you um and we were one of the top teams in in the country so we I think we were on TSN a couple times and, and such and of course, the uh, the scouts are going to follow some of the the um, the better teams a little closer, perhaps. And uh, for me, it was great. Uh, the The draft was in Quebec City. Um, you know, uh, my parents uh, came down. Uh, my grandmother came down, and uh, it was it was a great experience. It was, you know, we we watched the draft. It was uh, there was some. Guys that are, you know, uh, now in the Hall of Fame there that were top picks, and uh, it was it was a dream come true as a young kid uh, getting to hear my name called. So um, it was a great experience.
0: Chris Pronger was drafted second overall. I'm just looking at it now. Do you remember him back? I Chris Pronger played for Peterborough, I think, eh.
2: Yeah. Remember, yeah. He, remember yeah, him? he was, he was a very good player, uh, back then. Um, and, uh, that 93, uh, year was the year we won the Memorial cup. So typically, uh, back then there was 16 teams in the OHL. I believe there's 20 now. So there was only two divisions and we would typically, uh, on a normal year, we would, we would play them, uh, just a home and home. Uh, so we'd play them twice. We ended up playing them 13 times that year. We, we, they, they had, um, the way they structured the, uh, the host team from, for the Memorial Cup was they were taking the top team. Uh, they, they set a date during the year and, and they picked the top team from the M's division to play the top teams from the Leighton division. And it turned out to be the Sioux and Peterborough. We ended up uh, obviously playing the home and home during the regular season. Uh, we swapped them in that Super Series to, to host the, the Memorial Cup. Then we ended up meeting them in the, in, in, the, in the playoff finals. I believe they beat us four games to one. And then we ended up playing them in the round robin of the Memorial Cup. And then we played them in the, uh, the Memorial Cup final. And uh, I think we edged them seven games to six out of, in, out of those uh, those games. So, yeah. We, I, I got to see uh, or play against him quite a bit. He was, uh, he he was a phenomenal player. You know, uh, big, tall, lanky kid back then. Um, you know, and and obviously he he moved on to to a fantastic career in the NHL. But he he was a very good player out of Dryden, Ontario. So
0: after uh, playing in the O, you played for a number of teams in the AHL east coast in the united league uh out of all the teams you played for what was your uh, favorite team to play for
2: uh my i have a couple to i guess a couple teams right my uh <clears throat> my uh my the favorite place i i love to play was actually louisiana um i i i got to play for dougie Shedden down there and um for me, it was just such a it was such a culture shock when I went down there. I remember the first year I was down there it was Christmas time. I'm in shorts by the pool. It was it was the weather was spectacular. Um, the food was uh, phenomenal, um, but more so the we were the highest attendance uh, in minor hockey. At, under the, the NHL, I, I think we averaged 11,500 a game down there. And it, just the hockey atmosphere was, was phenomenal. You had all these Cajuns that uh, it was a relatively new team. They didn't know a ton about hockey, but they loved it. And uh, we, we had some good teams down there. It, it was great playing there. Um, I met a lot of good people down there. Uh, some that I still keep in contact. And it was, it was a really, really uh, fun place to play um, night in and night out in front of all those people. Um, and then when I, when I moved up to the Flint Generals, uh, Dougie Shedden had moved on from there. He asked me to come with him uh, along with a few other players. Um, for me, uh, I chose to leave and go to Flint. Flint's only four hours from my home. And uh, my parents had, uh, up until then, never never uh, had the opportunity to come watch me play pro. So uh, it, it was great. I had a, a young son back then at the time that was back home as well. So um, he was able to come down on weekends and, and when we were at home and uh, it worked out great. I, I, I spent four years there. Um, i, I uh, won a championship there i uh, won a defenseman of the year for the for the league there um it was a lot of fun we had we had some good teams there
0: how did you joy enjoy all the bus rides that that pretty much minor league hockeys all about the bus rides so how did you enjoy all those bus rides back in the
2: day oh i don't know if you enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> There's some grueling trips, um, you know, like uh, I remember this one, I, there was a, uh, there was one or two uh, games that were postponed uh, when I was playing in, in Flint and I think we played five games in seven nights and uh, I'm talking like some of the bus trips were like 11 hours. So you're, you're, you'd play a game, truck 11 hours down the road, play the next night then you're probably moving on three to four hours again the next to to the next city so there were some grueling uh grueling bus trips there uh down in the east coast league when i was in louisiana not too bad um and every we're playing all along the coast so it's beautiful uh you know from miami um you know to new orleans mississippi so those trips weren't too bad and uh but it's it's of course it's lots of fun it's a lot of team building a lot of cards on the bus uh you know um but it it was fun it, it was a very enjoyable time
0: You played a season in Flint with your cousin Dean Roach how special was it to be able to play pro with him
2: Yeah uh actually Dean uh moved and and he lived with uh with me and my family here in Sault Ste. Marie because he's originally from Moose Factory. Uh, he's my dad's, my dad and his dad were our brothers. And um, Dino was a pretty good player up in Moose Factory. So his dad moved them down when he was, I think 10 or 11 years old. And he, uh, he, he ended up staying with us and he, he was always that kind of that brother figure for me because uh, I'm the oldest of five. And uh, he's a year older than me. so a lot of the times we have, we have a rink here on our reserve and uh, him and I would uh, maybe leave school a little bit early and we'd uh, we'd skip over to the to the rink and we knew the, uh, the rink manager pretty good and he, he was great. He would let us go on the ice and it was great for for me because I was out Dean was a good player, so I was always trying to, um, we'd play one-on-one and I was always trying to beat him and I could never beat him at the start. And then slowly through the school year, I, i eventually, I caught up to him and I won a couple that year. So, um, it, it was funny because, uh, when we were younger, he, uh, he kind of looked out for me and then, uh, I kind of looked out for him because I was the bigger of the two, uh, once we got to pro hockey. And, um, so yeah, so anytime my wife uh, would always say like, how come how come you don't get mad when you know a guy would punch you in the head in the corner or whatever? You'd just laugh and skate away. And then somebody would do it to Dean and you'd come flying in there and and uh start chucking the mitts, I guess. So I, I said, I don't know, it doesn't hurt when you get punched in the head, I said. So uh but Dean and I would we were we we're pretty close. We're still pretty close and and uh yeah, it's just uh it's just that brotherly love, I guess.
0: Yeah, I asked him to be on the show, so he said he yeah uh, he will be on the show. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be pretty interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Dino's Dino's uh, he's been around and uh, you know all over the map as well, and from his junior days out west and into his pro days. So yeah,
0: is there any player that you played against in the res tourney that uh, that you thought like, wow, this guy could go play pro if he wanted to?
2: Uh, I remember playing against, uh, Ivan Roulette. Um, I think Ivan's from, is he up in Manitoba? On the yeah. Manitoba he's from San- side? Yeah, Sandy Bay. You know, uh, big, uh, a big guy, uh, back when I played anyways, he was a big guy, lots of speed. He was a good player. I always thought, um, you know, if he if he put the work in, he could uh, he, he could have played uh, somewhere for sure. He was a good player. Um, there were some guys out west. I, I went to a, a North Battleford tournament uh, with Duke Pelche and uh, Brenta uh years ago. Uh, we played and we won. There was there was a lot of good players out there. Um, th- that was a tough tournament. We ended up winning that tournament. Um, and then there's um, I remember going to Valdor with the, uh, with the moose, ooh, uh, moose Tree scrappers, um, and we had a good tournament out there and there's, you know, there's, there's good players all over the map, you know, from out West to, to out East and, and of course in Ontario here, um, a lot of guys. And for whatever reason, maybe, you know, uh, they never got the opportunity, um, or, you know, they just uh maybe nevertheless left the reserve, you know, to pursue it. So, but uh, a lot of talented hockey players that I seen through uh playing in some of those men tournaments.
0: What would what was your favorite uh res tourney to play in? Do you have a favorite um, one?
2: You know, I, I mentioned the North Balfour one was a was a really good one. It was uh it was NHL rules, and and I remember. I was maybe, uh, I probably uh, retired from uh, pro hockey for maybe about five, six years. And I hadn't worn shoulder pads for five or six years. So, I, you know, when I, got, when I got asked to go, I was like, they're like, it's NHL rules. So it's like full equipment. I'm like, okay, well, I got to find my shoulder pads. So um, I ended up getting my shoulder pads and I wore them the first game and I felt like I couldn't play. So I took him off and I played with no shoulder pads, uh, the rest of the tournament. Uh, um, but that was like going from not playing, uh, contact hockey to, to all of a sudden, you know, after six years playing contact hockey, I remember being so tired, um, from just the battles in the corners and, and such, um, cause back home in, in the league here, there's, there's, there was no contact back then at the time. And, um, it was it was just you know uh, beer league and you guys going out and having some fun, right? So to go out there it, that was uh, it was a tough transition. I'll tell you that I wasn't uh, I don't think I was too prepared for that. I was I was exhausted <laughs> after that weekend. Um, and the Val d'Or tournament was great because uh, because I, I, that was the first time I think I played with Dean in a tournament and uh his dad his dad was able to come down and uh and uh it was a lot of fun i remember all the guys from this factory they they're they're all they they like to have fun and uh (laughs) they're good they're good players too so it was it was a very fun uh weekend and uh and i just love the fact that i was able to play with deegan again
0: uh, one year you played for Whitefish Bay here in Kenora at the North American tournament. How, how did you end up on that team? Cause I asked a few guys from Whitefish Bay and they like, they had no idea how you ended up on the, I think they were called like the range Whitefish Bay Rangers.
2: That might've been my first tournament uh, up to, uh, to Kenora and I can't remember uh, how I landed on that team somebody had called me and uh, my cousin and I went up and played for them and uh, we weren't the strongest team um, but it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah it's uh, I I don't recall how I got on that team but I remember playing for them Um, there's some there was a couple good players on their team and uh, and uh i remember having a lot of chuckles uh out there on the ice anyways there's a lot of firsts that that weekend <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, a team photo of you guys on facebook and i know a couple of guys that were on that team so i always see it on facebook once in a while popping up <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay yeah um yeah i you know what it, that's a good question because i i don't know how or i don't even know how they they got my number but uh it was a long time ago, and I uh, I might have been just uh, I might have still been in junior hockey back then. I can't remember, but uh, yeah. Anyways, it was it was a lot of fun um, playing there, and that was my first tournament up in Kenora. So yeah,
0: because I saw I I saw you in the corner, I was like is that Gary? And I asked <laughs> one of the guys how did how did, you, how did Gary end up playing for Whitefish, and no one knew, and it was it was pretty uh pretty funny. I would laugh about it (laughs) (laughs) jeez. uh advice what advice would you give young players coming up the ranks
2: um you know today's uh, the hockey today and and i just know this because of my i'm watching my son here who's a minor midget this year and um you know there's a lot of good players out there you know you're just uh You have to put the time in, first of all, in the gym. Um, In today's age and, you know, the way the game is going, it's so skilled. It's so fast. You have to prepare yourself off the ice, um, you know, physically, in the gym, mentally. Because the season's a long season and uh, you have to prepare yourself for that. You're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. And I always tell my son, don't get too high with the highs and don't get too low on the lows, you know, kind of just riding in between. And um, cause you're going to go through, you know uh, some tough times and you're going to go through some pretty good times. And um, you just gotta, you know, keep, keep down the path. Um, of course you gotta, you know, like I said, the office is, is not only in the gym, but, you know, um, staying away from, from the booze and the drugs, obviously. And, you know, sometimes you got to step outside the box and, um, you know, you might be a little bit scared or a little bit nervous, but, you know, um, especially the ones that, uh, the first nation kids that maybe are coming from those smaller reserves, a, a little bit Northern, there's not a big city beside or, or near them. Um, don't be scared to, to step outside the box and, and, Test yourself, uh, your skill, and and make that transition, and try to make that that team, whether it's a double A AA team, triple A team, you know, because um, we have a lot of talented youth out there, and uh, if if you don't try it, you'll never know how far you can get.
0: Okay, before we let you go, we have these uh, questions called five rapid niche questions, kind of a comical thing. Just to get a couple of laughs before we let you go. Okay. Okay. First question baked or fried bannock? Fried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two, ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or door?
2: Oh, geez. A, a curtain for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> number three, ever see Ernest Mooney live in concert? <laughs> no,
2: no I have. <laughs>
0: Number four, excuse me, uh, baked, no, uh, Indian taco or Bannock
2: burger? Indian taco.
0: Fifth and last question, can you jig?
2: Not very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All right, Gareth, thanks for uh, taking time out of your uh, schedule. I know you just got back from Sudbury, after watching your son and his team play. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, coming on the show, man.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It uh, it was a lot of fun. All right.
0: Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you again.
2: Okay. Have yourself a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.
0: Hi, that was a good interview with Mr. Gary Roach. Uh, Gary was uh, one of the best. That's for sure good to see he's doing well and still uh within the game of hockey with his son playing midget triple a or u18 i always that's so confusing as a uh under u eighteen or u18 u 16 and i just i just call it how it was pb banto yeah me too midget. it's like uh, i say midget but i'm not saying it to offend anyone it's, used to
1: be used to be the league. That's what it's called. That's what we grew up with.
0: Yeah, midget like midget <laughs> hockey. Like so, but yeah, yeah, Good for Gary. Okay, this week, Res Hockey Top Five. Yes, Rez hockey um, top let's five. Let's do it. Female Res players. There's a lot of good um, female Res players in North America as all of you know. So we'll go this list was pretty hard because there's a lot of up and coming first nation players, Métis players that are coming up the ranks. So um, this one was kind of tricky, but it's pretty much predictable though. But I can see this list changing in a year or two because a lot
2: of,
0: don't burp, man. (laughs) I was in the zone, man. (laughs) I forgot I was going to say now. A lot of these uh, woman players are at the end of their careers, so they're kind of the next generation will be here coming up in a year or two. So we'll uh, start with our top five.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Number five, she's a former Team Canada Olympian. Um, She's well-known in the hockey community. She is from Mallard, Manitoba, or Cote First Nations, Saskatchewan. She currently mm-hmm. plays for Team Scotia Bank in the PWPHA, Calgary team, is uh, Bridget Laquette. So she had a good career. She played with uh, University of Manitoba, Minnesota, Duluth, Team Canada. She uh, got a team – Got a She got a silver medal, the last Olympics. So I was gonna say, I almost said she won a silver medal, but
1: ah, I was was waiting for you.
0: Yeah. Ah, so yeah, Bridges are number five for top five res female res players. Number four, we have from. She's from Mel. She was born in Milton, Ontario, which is just outside. It's like south of. It's on the 401. It's like outside Kitchener Waterloo area. Okay. But she's from a reserve by Belleville. Quinty at the Mohawks or Mohawks at the Quinty. One of those. Uh Victoria Bach. She was uh she actually played today on SportsNet. She's playing for Toronto. So she uh, she was on the taxi squad for team canada at this year's olympics and i think being on the taxi squad is just as important because you're you're uh, supporting your team oh yeah it takes a lot of uh, you're swallowing your pride that's for sure because you're n- you're going there not sure if you're going to play or not and sitting in the stands so it it's i think it's takes a lot of pride and just uh, in into bullets. She, uh, Victoria played at Boston university, which is a big, one of the top schools for female and male hockey programs. So Victoria is our number four. Number three is Jamie Lee Rattray. Jamie's from Canada, Ontario, which is outside Ottawa. She played college hockey at Clarkson University for the Golden Knights, and she played pro in the CWHL for Markham Thunder. She was on Team Canada that won gold at the Beijing Olympics. She, uh, yeah, she was a checker. She was uh, the fourth fourth line, but she was one who one of those girls that dumps the puck. She's gonna go get it in the corner. So Jamie Lee's our number two girls, number two for top female res players mm. or did I say number two or number three. you said three three okay. Number two <laughs> for on our list is Jocelyn LaRock. from she's from St. Anne's, but I think she lives in Southern Ontario now. Oh, okay. Uh, Jocelyn played college at the University of Minnesota Duluth and she played pro for Calgary, Manitoba. No, Calgary Inferno and Markham Thunder and Jocelyn was on the Team Canada team that won gold at the Beijing Olympics. So she was a defensive specialist, defensive defenseman. She was pretty steady on the on the back end there. And no one got around her. She was playing the body yeah. pretty good in the in the Olympics.
1: Turkey suit that we can take on our trip. Yeah. What turkey soup? You on? Oh. We're recording, Sue. He says, we're, "He says hi, Sue." Oh, he hi. says, "We got soup, turkeys." Yeah, we're taking turkey soup. Is your a turkey? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Shit. No, her brother gave us uh, freeze-dried, or, uh, not freeze-dried, no. freeze dried, or not freeze dried, freeze. You know when you put them in those. Uh... No. Well, we're on the air. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fucking Oops. guy, man, I was in the zone. <laughs>
0: All the time, this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like on my. We're doing the top five, man. Okay, we're done. Number two, which was yeah. Jaws on the Rock. <laughs> then num our first, our number one player for the top five res hockey female players is Abby Rock. Abby yeah. is currently playing for Minnesota of the PWHPA. She was on the team USA at the Beijing Olympics, where they got the silver medal. Mm -hmm. And she is from Wanapete First Nation, which I think I butchered it. No, uh, no, she's which is just outside Sudbury, Ontario, and she played her college at the University of Wisconsin. She's from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and she took advantage of. Uh, being status in the J Treaty. Nice. So she has a status card in Canada, but she's took advantage and played for Team USA. And she's one of the top players for Team USA. And she's 24. So four years from now, she'll be 28. She'll, she'll be on Team USA again for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Abby Rock is our number one player. Yes. Her name was tough to... Tough to say. I wasn't sure if it was Rourke or Rock. Yeah, we always butcher at least one thing.
1: We're good for it. We're good for it for one per episode. So yeah, if you can say that, we can say that we're uh, we make mistakes.
0: Oh, I was gonna say we make mistakes and we uh, own up on it. And I I can admit when I make mistakes, which is rarely. Just kidding. couple of day at least. Okay, we're done that. We're at hockey right. top five. We're done talking about
1: fucking turkey soup. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else? What else what we got? Oh, tournament. Would you? Uh, you got a little uh, antsy when I told you uh, about a potential player coming. Is that tie into one of your one of we, one of our topics here?
0: Yeah, like, know, would you bring a player to attorney knowing they're a pain in the ass? Like, you almost have to babysit them. Like, even though this, if the guy is like really good and he's the you'll be one of the best players. Is it still a pain in the ass bringing a player like that to attorney? Even though you'll know you have to give him a couple bucks. That you'll have to give him some of your food or some of your. Juice or beer or whatever is it worth it? See,
1: like, I don't don't know. I don't, yeah. See, I've I don't think I've ever been that guy, but I definitely played on teams that have that guy. And I, and it's really, really thin ice to answer that because there's some, it's a 50 50 shot, like, some half the times they uh. They're the they're the tournament breakers and they'll win the the games for you. But the the other half, unfortunately, is someone's always babysitting. Someone's always loaning him bucks to get money to get uh, to get food. It's just oh my god, what do you do? If he's a close friend of somebody, then I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough,
0: right? Because it's like the whole team will have to give him a few bucks and yeah, make sure he's he goes to bed and he's not up all night drinking and that you'll wake him up <laughs> if we have a morning game and <laughs> are you going to share a bed with him? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Like, do you really want added stress? Like usually when you go to, to a tournament, you go by yourself end with the team and you're not bringing it's like you're bringing a kid with you because yeah, you gotta do all this extra shit so to a point I'll be like if we take a player like that this weekend I'll be okay just as long as this guy better fucking score goals and yeah you should tell him for each goal he scores you'll give him a you'll buy him a beer <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I wonder what do would do Do you think you'd go freaking just try really hard and try to get five goals a game? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bush, I scored five. You only five beer. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I don't know. I'm 50 50 because I'm again, like, yeah. I don't want to do it. But then again, like, I want to go there and win, right? So yeah, he will help the team win. So. What do so, you think, guys? Do you guys would you guys bring a player that you know who plays well and will score goals? But off the ice, you'll have to pretty much babysit him and give him a couple bucks and
1: like babysit pretty much. So yeah, because uh because those type of players will uh hey um I'm a little short. Oh definitely, you got a couple bucks. I'll I'll get you next payday. It's that speech. Just as It's like there is no next payday. You fucking cheap fucker.
0: He'll ask you on Facebook. Then when it's <laughs> when ask him, he'll delete you on Facebook, and you can't message him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It should be interesting. Yeah. When for if you're excited to go to a tournament, and it's like, when do you? pack do you pack like if you're gonna leave friday morning do you pack wednesday do you pack th- thursday don't pack tuesday because no you'll just accept uh piss off your spouse it's like where are you why are you already packing like that's being too excited maybe maybe thursday legit but wednesday um, kind of still out of the, the question
1: i think this is an, an anomaly for tournaments because everybody's been cooped up for two years so, I think there should be leeway on the excitement level. On yeah. Packing, I think because right now I'm, uh, I'm already going through the motions of my, I got my, I, I, I got my traveling in the truck for four hours sweatpants packed. I, his <laughs> gray joggers, my gray joggers. <laughs> I got my, uh, I got my going to town sneakers. His white barbecue white, shoes. Is my, my white barbecue new balance?
0: <laughs> say if we go to like the bar are you gonna wear those to the bar
1: i'm gonna strut yeah with
0: those in the bar i'll give you twenty dollars american if you go up to the dance floor and start dancing in your shoes oh i'll shuffle <laughs> every day i'm shuffling <laughs> you already have like what you're what you're gonna take
1: just jeans and t-shirts, sweatshirts, um, some hoodie, and uh gray. Definitely bring my my gray sweatpants for uh for the travel home. It'll be tiring. I haven't.
0: I don't know what I'll pack yet. I'll pack probably one at least one pair of jeans, my going yeah. out jeans. Pack some gel. I don't even have. Do you have cologne? I don't even some have hair cologne? I got cologne. I can't remember the last time I wore cologne. What kind of clone do you have?
1: It's called the uh, diesel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's called Diesel. <laughs> Holy shit. where did you get that from?
1: Winners? <laughs> diesel. Need- Shoppers. Shoppers. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna bring it though. Why not bring it, man? Because we're gonna we're not going out out. We're just going to a sports bar to have, oh, that's have some like eats.
0: That's like the biggest bar in town, man. It's <laughs> like their main bar. The town's like, the size of Vermilion Bay. It has <laughs> like 2,500 people, so there should be at least 50 people in this bar.
1: <laughs> is this the bar and grill we're going across the highway? Checked it out. I went there my first year we went to so They got pretty good eats there.
0: The U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame is in that. Town, yeah, I wonder if that's it's pretty open.
1: cool. I'd go check that. Ooh, yeah. U.S. Hockey Hall of fame. They, they got uh We went there last time, they got uh, uh, a. Can, can, you can clock your wrist shot and slap shot, and in there, Ooh,
0: <laughs> that's <right.
1: laughs> no, I'd that's a pretty check. cool. It's, it's pretty cool in there. You see a bunch of archives of the U.S. teams, U.S. national teams, the junior teams. It's pretty neat.
0: Okay, we got a question from a viewer, they asked. If you were a hockey character from a movie, who would you be? Like from any hockey movie, Mighty Ducks, Slap Shot, Mystery I'd Alaska.
1: Rus- I'd be Russell Crowe from Mystery Alaska.
0: <laughs> or you would be that guy that uh, that, get, that get, gets hit with the uh, the shovel. Remember on <laughs> that movie. <laughs> the hell's his name? I'm going to Google it. Mystery Alaska. I can't remember. Mystery Alaska. <laughs> hmm.
2: Russell Crowe. John Beebe. Shit. I can't remember that guy's name. Skank, his name was
1: remember he slept Ron ron Elderd. that's his. yeah that's his uh actor real
0: name yeah what did he do he slept with a teacher who works at the school yeah then someone on the team he told he told the boys in the dress room then one of the guys from the dress room on the team told his wife then yeah and then it got back to yeah yeah that's like an a big rule, though you don't. What's said in the dress room stays in the dress room, right? <laughs> More or less, yeah. Just don't go uh, telling your wife or girlfriend what's said in the dress room.
1: So you would be Russell Crowe. Yeah, it'd be Russell Crowe, the aging defenseman. He reliable. Does he play in the against the no. Rangers in that movie? No, I think he gets cut.
0: So you would get cut. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who I would be if I had to be pick a movie character. I would pick uh, Dean Youngblood man. What? Oh, young blood. <laughs> Dirty hands, silky hands. Just quits, quits uh, in the playoffs and expects yeah. to come come back for the finals. <laughs> like, yeah, that's never gonna happen in real life. Yeah, I'd probably be Dean Youngblood, but I wouldn't get beat up by call rocky though, like in the <laughs> tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. Dean Youngblood. Okay. So what are you looking at? What are you searching?
1: Everything. I'm just uh trying to type and look at uh Mystery Alaska. There's a, there's a really really big tall actor. He's actually he's actually born in Thunder, Bay, from Thunder Bay, but he's been a, he he he's in his lots of movies. He was in the, uh, Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. He, he played the, a uh, little uh, what the hell's his name? I don't know. It's pretty neat. Pretty I think cool. I know who you're talking about. He's uh, he's like fucking six foot six, and he's on he's, that
0: movie uh. What's that movie with all those hitmen and they go after that one guy in Nevada? Smoking Aces. Yeah,
1: that's part of the. <laughs> smoking he plays Aces. One of those. That's a good one. I love one that
0: of those movie. brothers. One of those. Yeah, brothers. those three those brothers? brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Or Kevin Durard? Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Durant.
1: Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. But I'm Boy, trying to see. I didn't know he was born from Thunder Bay. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, the part he had and uh, how, big, how big of a party he had in uh, Mystery Alaska. Yeah, he talks with that French
0: accent, eh? Yeah. Holy shit, I never knew this from Thunder Bay. What the hell?
1: Kevin Durand, yeah. And he was on... Yeah, January 14th, 1974, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. And he was on Wolverine? Yeah, the X-Men Origins Wolverine played a <laughs> small part, yeah. <laughs>
0: He was on Resident Evil. He was on pretty yeah. some good shows. Eh? Yeah, he's got some. The Dark Angel,
1: Vikings, mm-hmm. CSI. Holy oh, shit. He's got some game, too. He's got some acting chops, his name.
0: Hmm. I never knew he was from Thunder Bay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Oh. Anyways. I left, he's uh, the left-handed defenseman that wore the big Cooper helmet, eh? <laughs> yeah, I tried looking for one of those because I wanted to wear one, but they're expensive. Like on sideline yeah. swap or eBay, they're like three hundred dollars <laughs> for helmets. Right. Okay, before we go, I just yes. want to send a reminder about okay, where the fuck is it hockey? Indigenous hockey card collectors night, Saturday, March fifth. 4 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Instagram Live with the Indigenous Rookie Cards or uh, our borough of the show named Cardinal. So join us as we celebrate Indigenous collectors in the hobby. We will be interviewing each collector to find out who, what, and why of their collection. If you'd like to be a guest, please contact at Indigenous Rookie Cards via DM or email indigenous rookie cards at gmail.com. Yes. So if you guys want to join name, uh give him a message and join because he yep. he, has a, he has a lot of good hockey cards, man. I love looking at his posts. Yeah, they're pretty it just, cool. It just makes me think like, should I start collecting cards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's cool though. He has every first nation uh Metis and, and uh Inuit hockey. P- like he has all the cards, which is which is cool. So if you're in the card collecting, uh join in that live live chat. So this coming Saturday.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, Bush is starting to play with his face again. I'm gonna bring clippers,
1: shave some of your beard, man. Uh <laughs> no comments. I'm gonna I'm 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 going I'm only gonna tell you what I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring biofreeze.
0: Oh, we'll have to get some for sure. That's gonna be like yeah. the official the official sponsor of old timers tournament this weekend. Biofreeze. Mm-hmm. So all right, guys. Thanks for uh
1: actually 20... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring two one that's slightly used to to share in the dressing room and one that's uh I'll slather up in the change room after. <laughs> let's yep. do that
0: all right guys thanks for joining us yeah. for episode 34 of res hockey we appreciate all the love and support we do and if you have if you know anyone that wants to be because of the week or you have any ideas for the show any topics that you want us to talk about shoot us a, a message on facebook yep. so thanks again for all your support we appreciate it and uh don't forget to love each other and respect each other. And remember, if you're sick, stay home because this stay home. This uh, virus, this pandemic is still happening. I don't know why I said virus. Is it a virus? It's a virus. It's
1: a virus. It's a virus. It's a virus. It's viral.
0: And one more thing, we were thinking of thoughts and prayers to all the people in Ukraine that are yeah during this difficult situation. It's we could talk about it, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't. F- want to because it's it's
2: it's a lot. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's a
0: lot of oh. talk about and It's a lot of politics really, but yeah, we're thinking of people of Ukraine. So make sure you pray for them. Um, yeah, because they really need our prayers right now. So yeah I'll just leave it at that. So we'll see you guys again next you week. Will. So uh, yeah.
1: Adios. All right. Peace. Peace out.